1: And I have memes with me as well. And this week, we are going to be talking about things from our childhood that we've actually incorporated within our own parenthood journey. So for us growing up memes, our mom and dad were very active. Um, They were all about working out, staying fit. You know, puppy had his weights in the basement and his bench and his whole workout regimen. Mom did her awesome aerobics. And, yes, I was a baby in the 80s, so we got the awesome leggings and crazy jumper suits <laughs> <laughs> to, to watch. And, and when the stepladder came out. <laughs> so, um, athletics and staying in shape was always important to them. And so, I've actually become that mom in the living room um, trying to do my Zumba Strong or whatever cardio workout um, I could get on Amazon Prime (laughs) Um, and trying to do it with little people climbing either over me or on top of me or in between me. But it is something that I've actually made as part of my parenthood journey too is staying fit and healthy. Have you also
0: collected all the the gadgets (laughs) infomercial gadgets that are advertised through your parenting
1: um semi like I have free weights and I have the yoga mat I don't have the like bands that people use or um
0: you know one mommy definitely didn't um ride the wave on as a thigh master but I would have appreciated a thigh master
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was better than that step ladder thing. Yeah, all those
0: rowing <laughs> machines.
1: Yes. Yeah. The best thing that Poppy had was the leg press. Like, mm-hmm. that you could get leg presses in downstairs in the basement. Yeah. And that nice, sweaty man cave. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciated those weights when I was in high school. Training for basketball and stuff. So, um, So, my boys, they've... It made, like, athletics is all about their life and, like, healthy lifestyle. And actually, with my oldest, who's, like, trying to balance doing dual enrollment classes and volunteer hours and applying to colleges and trying to figure out which college to go to, he's kind of, like, um, put to the side his triathlon training. And then just, like, this week, we started having conversations about that. He's like, yeah, I'm getting batty. I need... I need to be able to go out and run or do something. So of course he's started running again this week. So um, staying healthy and fit has been one of the major things involved in our lives. Um, so we got a triathlete. We have one son that plays three different types of sports throughout the school, the year. And then, You know, Zeke and Phil, the younger ones, also do sports. And this morning, actually, they all started going on runs with their dad. So Steve runs anywhere between three to five miles every morning. And now Sam runs about a mile and a half with him. Zeke will run a mile. And Phil just did his first half mile today. Yeah. yeah, so, and it's exciting to see because I remember having just so many fond memories of being on our driveway playing basketball with my mom or with my dad or with my brother, with with my brother against my mom and my dad, or going out to the, you know, once we get to this time of year where it's spring and the days are longer, I often remember like that excited semi-feeling of the first catch of the season with my brother and my dad. And it always wear it off by the end of spring. But it would always be exciting at the beginning, like, oh, we're going to go to the park room play home run derby. or And I get to do that with the boys, too. Like, go out to the backyard and throw a couple balls and act like we're doing home run derby and have that fun time outside, staying healthy and fit. Which, Meme, you know, I know athletics hasn't been, like, a big thing from our childhood that you would embrace, but I think maybe while you're doing your spinning classes now, maybe it's something that you've been reflecting on. Well,
0: definitely. I was going to say for our faithful (laughs) listeners, you are not surprised that my name was not mentioned on those blacktop basketball games in front of our house because I was not participating and I wasn't watching. That wasn't my thing. But I (laughs) attempt, I definitely am someone who can get sucked into infomercials. So when new stuff came, it was cool. And then I would like hang something on it or, you know, like it would just serve some other purpose. But um, it definitely, the commitment is the thing I always mention to people that what I saw from my parents was they enjoyed it. And even like my dad just recently mentioned um, that. It, he was going to get on his diet again. So, I already know that my mom, it's like in, it's been more consistent in these later years for her that she makes it a part of her day to day. But I remember younger phases where she would be like starting first thing in the morning and trying a different diet or incorporating something different. I know when I was younger, she made juices and there were, you know, so there's always been this health element to diet, nutrition activities. We were in the park in the summer. It's, um, oh, we'll mention like this is baseball season and start feeling the, you know, the weather warm up. So that's the part that I do incorporate with the kids is taking walks regularly, being outdoors, things that like maybe for myself, I wouldn't be motivated to do, but I definitely try to incorporate it into our routine. So even if that walk is not to do something I thought like we're outdoors we're taking doing something locally versus taking the car but we are going to the park we're playing for a while I love the summer because I love the beach but and I love swimming so all those activities were things we were all exposed to all year round so I, I did my share of ballet jazz playing softball but none of those things kind of stuck but there still was that exposure and that expectation that that is part of childhood and figuring out like what your thing is but when I reflect on what I brought into parenting from my childhood is that we were always doing activities so while we were brainstorming about this um, Athena and I were talking about that I look at it a little differently because I don't feel like it was a schedule calendared thing but Athena was highlighting that those things were happening and I guess because We've gotten into this flow of kids having their time very structured and very overscheduled, some people feel. Um, I have noticed things that I use now that I didn't see my mom planning it that way, but all those resources were available then too, and then I wonder what life would, you know, it probably would have gotten more hectic than if it was planned this way because that's the issue now. It's that there's never enough time. That Too many things are happening at the same time, you know? But it's more community and cultural events. um we did go to museums, we would see theater um, and I remember how much we loved cats um, we and then sang the soundtrack for weeks and weeks and weeks over you know that's what we would listen to um so those are the things I try to incorporate with the family so. What I wanted to highlight was that there are so many resources for you to do this in each of your cities. So thinking about the ones that are more national are like parenting magazines or um, we have New York Metro Parents. So even just Googling what is your city or town's parent site thats you know, it's a resource that lists everything going on and it's really easy to sort if it's by your county or your town and the age of your child, and if it's a paid or a free event. And then Molly Poppins is one blog I because that site is very thorough. It covers multiple cities. I know for sure it covers like Los Angeles and New York. Um, but finding those other parents that are blogging, that are sharing things you're interested in, because during the fall I always kind of read different reviews of people when they go pumpkin picking or when they go apple picking or what they do for the holidays or even you know, when we've gone on our joint family vacation I Google other like what you should do if you go um to an amusement park or planning in advance if you're gonna be at some place that gets a little hectic and you know you have to kind of think about the kids and what they feel like doing. Um, the other thing is that I'm always pitching going to your local library. I think it's a great habit to have with your with your children, for your family to use that resource and go to events. Um, if there's a town hall and there's music events or performances, one of our favorite performances was um, the Gruffalo was performed live at the town hall in Flushing by us. At the library, sometimes they're doing crafts. Or you find in the kids' section that they have toys and activities that the kids can, like, read, but they can also socialize with other children. Um, And any local publication that comes out regularly that will let you know something that's maybe going on in the Y or... um, It could be happening over the kids' school vacations or regularly on the weekend. Some some of them are ongoing things like the classes that parents can go to during the time that they're home with their kids or when they're off, but others are over the weekend more consistently when you're available to do it with them. I know when I've gone to Charlotte, we do a lot of things at Reedy Creek with the kids together so that Sophie gets to share with her cousins at the activities they do. And those are all really great for exposure. And, and then you figure out what your kid is into and what size group they're comfortable in. And then they start putting together those cultural pieces that are usually reinforced while they're in school. And things come up when they're talking about artists or they're talking. If you go to the Children's Museum or you go to the Fire Department Museum, um, it just helps them connect the dots. And they get very excited um, when they're learning something. With you that they've heard about at school, or they're learning at school, is something you've exposed them to, and that's really a part of the activities that I really do enjoy um taking the time to plan, find out what they are, explore something new, a different space. There's a small theater on Long Island. I want to say it's Westbury, I can't remember the town right now off the top of my head, but over. Um, weekends and on breaks they mm-hmm. do small performances and it seems to be high school and local theater um professionals that put on the show so i've seen the rainbow fish and i believe it was like um almost like a wizard of oz or maybe it was a different take on it but they just adapt different stories and it's reasonably priced and a great like hour event mm-hmm. On a day off, and it's just variety and exposure, and and I really enjoy doing those things with the family.
1: Yes, and it, it's interesting that you say that about exposure because I think that that's the biggest thing, especially for me. When I look back at my childhood and I remember going to certain museums or doing certain things in New York, like because our parents still took us to see things that most tourists do, right? Like the Empire State Building or Statue of Liberty. But because we did that as children, then when I grew up and had children of my own and we did the same thing when we went to New York, I actually finally learned (laughs) taking them as a parent. So it's like the multiple times that you can expose your child um, to something, the more likely they are to grasp it. At some point along the journey, exactly. and I've noticed yeah, that a with my kids, right? They get a different Correct. perspective
0: when you see it as so much bigger than you, or then you see yourself almost like seeing it from a different angle, where you're like, "It seemed like it took so long to get to this level of the impression of, <laughs> or or the uh, Statue yeah. of Liberty, or, or I've never gotten to that level because it's always closed when I come to see the Statue of Liberty. That's a lot of my memories of the Statue <laughs> of Liberty, but, um. <laughs> The other thing I wanted to note is that your city museums will have a, either a late evening, which might not be ideal for littles, but also one day of the week that's usually free or certain hours that are free. So just kind of putting that on your radar. My Queen Zoo has a nature activity that a friend, um, shout out to JP, um, shared, and it's a free monthly Outdoor activity where we're like either collecting things or making a nest or making a bird feeder, and you know, the afternoons that it doesn't conflict with you know a prior commitment that's on our calendar, and we're doing that regularly.
1: Yes, and so I would say also in Charlotte, um, we use our local library as a great source of where to find activities and like the parent magazine. But even just looking at your local colleges, um, because as your child gets older and they're in like high school or in middle school, the local college, like we have a small little college by us that puts on plays and stuff. And so, um depending on what the play topic is and like the age appropriateness, it could be a great way to expose your child to not only a college campus, but also to theater. That's not necessarily Broadway, <laughs> you know, style mm-hmm. theater, but it could inspire them to say, Hey, I could see myself doing that in five yeah. years. Or... And
0: it doesn't make you upset if you have to walk out and not see the end of the show because you didn't pay $150 for your
1: seat yeah. or something like Exactly. That, so. Yeah. Cause it, like for my kids, cause I love,
0: Shakespeare so
1: in Charlotte and it hasn't happened the past two summers because the program kind of moved on but they used to do uh, Charlotte on the uh, like Shakespeare on the green here in Charlotte so we would get to go into the city which the kids absolutely loved because we actually got to ride our so called train Um, (laughs) doesn't go far it's more like a trolley (laughs) Um, so, so we got on the train and we made it into the city and they were exposed to Shakespeare very young and so they didn't understand most of it but they got a kick out of the like their boys so they love the fighting scenes the death scenes and the silly costumes Mm -hmm. Um, so just things like that have been fun but all definitely inspired from our childhood because the theme whether it was our athletic side of our parents or the culture side It was always expose yourself, learn something new. There's always more to learn and learning is fun and it's not only in a building, which I really appreciated that our parents did that because for me, I, like I was just telling you before we even started recording tonight, like I'm, I hate taking tests. I am not an academics person in the sense that I like to sit in a classroom and hear someone lecture me and then hope that I was listening the entire time and actually grasp what they were trying to convey or reading a textbook. Like those have always been a challenge for me. So the hands on the going and seeing and going to where things are happening, like getting to go see how a newspaper is made or going to different, like the hall of science. Like I still remember that museum as a child and I loved it. Um, has been super helpful to grasp things. And my boys, like half of them are like me. Well, they're all like me in the sense that they get really anxious and we're all not diagnosed, but we all have like attention problems. <laughs> so going and seeing and doing things hands-on has been helpful. And so one of the programs that I've embraced here in Charlotte is Discovery Place. They have the museum for older kids in the city and then they have one for more younger children in Huntersville and that place has been like awesome on a rainy day and it reminds me of the hall of science because you get to go in and you get to do all these different experiments you get to touch everything and jump on everything and build things and knock things down and you learn all these awesome things um about science and math which is tons of fun and you could get like different passes and stuff like that so i would highly recommend torn tribe that you go out there and you Search the internet, look at your community, see what museums are around, see what monthly passes or annual passes you can get um, that give you deals with all your local museums.
0: Definitely. And one other separate mention, aside from museums, your parks, you would be surprised how many events are hosted one day of the week, or um, there's different types of events different days of the week, depending on your, your child's age or what your interest is um, throughout the summer. So taking a look at your parks department, listing of what activities are happening is another great resource. And while we're encouraging everyone to go out there and socialize, if you're listening to this live, we are fully aware that social distancing is being recommended currently, but we kind of want to give you food for thought as we move forward and hopefully can get past um, this kind of crazy phase that we're going through.
1: Yes, check out your park and rec site. Most of them, because the park and rec site um, has tons of free events, more than not, you have to, I know here in Charlotte, like you have to register your child Mm -hmm. like month or two months in advance for that event that you're looking forward to. So it is a good food for thought.
0: Definitely. And there's so many programs throughout the summer, extended time camps, different exposure, um, which I know were happening when we were younger, but we have the, we have the luxury of being home um, with our parents, you know. So everyone's situation is different. Your needs and what you're looking for are different, but there are tons of things from coding to go-away camp to exposure to college to sports-focused um, art enrichment. Um, there are tons of things out there. So love to hear from you if you want some other suggestions or you have some that you'd like to share with others
1: so now for our favorite part of the show the mend and now for our mend segment where we share a highlight from the week
0: it's been Hard to recover from like a really busy work phase going into searching for like finalizing my search for schools for SOF. Um, I think the most refreshing thing was walking into a school and having a parent coordinator be really welcoming and know her role really well from having children that went to the school but really being just receptive to the process that it was set up that she was the contact point and she was happy to be doing her job and well informed and answered all my questions and gave me her email and wanted me to reach her even if I had questions about other schools um, so that was a well of uh, breath of fresh air and a welcome touch point and it just felt really supportive in something that can be like scary and overwhelming and a daunting task when you have like tons of options and you know a short amount of time to kind of finalize your thoughts.
1: Well, that's awesome. Um my men
0: for this week um
1: or the past 2 weeks really has been the social distance, distancing that you speak of. <laughs> um, not going to lie, I'm not upset about things getting suspended or postponed until who knows when. Um, I have been struggling with the torn feeling of having so much on my plate that I'm not sure where priorities Um, lie anymore like everything's a priority so nothing's a priority (laughs) is kind of how I've been feeling so this forced pause um, has been welcomed Um, I know it's a serious thing and it's you know nothing to joke about but I'm just saying it's been helpful to be able to stand back and have this help me re-evaluate everything and say hey you know actually that isn't a priority and getting to Um, be here with my kids a little bit more because it's grounded me for travel too. So it's nice to just know that I'm not having to pack and leave for another week and live my life two weeks in advance, but get to slow down. And uh, we also don't have to scurry every single night for a sport event. So it's been nice to just slow down this week.
0: No, definitely. And I think the perspective can be different for different family setups. And it's been... Um it's, um, it's hard for me to find the word, but I have been happy to hear some of the things that being part of a charter school and knowing that we don't follow a general city system, they make their own system. Sometimes, you know, I can be a little snippy when we wait for the city to call a snow day, but I was really happy to see that some of the things that we are providing for our students is just separate from someone else's uh, requirements or what information is being passed along. So we were giving laptops to students for distance learning, um, all communicating working together to just make that look the best it can because it's not going to be perfect because this wasn't what was intended. When you do distance learning that was planned and you're getting your degree online and you're taking a summer course online and it's all intended to be that way and all the portals are available and the way the resources are available, that always looks different and can be great. I still think for the choices that are being made to be safe, to be able to give students those resources and still open a school building for hours for meals and other private companies that are either providing Wi-Fi or doing meals as well and supporting families through a tough time because everyone's situation is so different also can be reassuring when there's so many uncertainties.
1: Yes, because here in Charlotte, um, one of the things that I found very comforting was that, well, all our public schools have been mandated closed, right? So the bus drivers because they need to actually work in order to get paid. One of the ways they're adjusting it is that the bus drivers are now delivering the homework and the meals to children's homes. And that really touched me because food, the grocery stores have been empty and scarce and you go and it is daunting and scary. Um, But I was just thinking of the children that they go to school and that's where they get their meal what's going to happen to them now so it was kind of a relief to see that people even though this has been kind of just thrown on us and everyone is all the heads of schools and all the faculty and staff and having to make these decisions in such a short amount of time have been very thoughtful of their community um and especially for your children. It, as a, yeah.
0: Just looking at all these things as a parent changes so much of your perspective because, you know, I had to think about our kids' safety, then the requirement of going to work or, you know, if they called it or didn't call it. And then thinking about people with such different circumstances just makes you realize that even in your most torn moments, that torn moment feels different for other people. It comes sooner or later for different reasons with different um, stressors. So just sending light and love to everybody during those times because it is always a lot and then under these circumstances it can definitely make you feel a lot more torn.
1: So Torn Tribe, feel free to Write in and uh, send us your comments on how you're handling the situation. What's mending you for the week? What are things from your childhood that you've incorporated into your parenthood journey and memes? uh, Let our folks know how to stay
0: connected. Our handle is at TornMLB on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please send us emails, TornMLB at gmail.com. Choose Grace. When you feel torn, choose Choose grace. grace.